0: All right, all right, all right. All right, everybody. Welcome June 5th. Okay, um, look at that. We're about halfway. Well, we're four weeks from being halfway through the year, so hopefully you're on track for your goals. Today we are very fortunate from the St. Rose office. Okay, number six uh, team in the company last year. Also Diamond, um, what's it called? Chairman Diamond Award winner also for the company. We have Leslie Carver. Leslie, welcome to the show. Oh, you have to start by the way. Unmute yourself. There you go. Thank you. Uh, So, (laughs) so Leslie, because we haven't done this in a while, let's start off by telling everybody a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff, please. Okay, sure.
1: So, I've been in the business 27 years, um, all with the same company, and uh, it's changed names a couple times, but I've been with basically the same. People love it. And... um, I know you and I have had this conversation a couple of times, but people may not know the history. So when I started in the business, I was lucky. I actually ended up getting into bank foreclosures pretty quick my first year. And back then, it was really mm-hmm. easy. I mean, 1996, there weren't a ton of foreclosures, and most agents weren't interested in doing them because they were a little bit lower pay and a lot more work. Um, Right. So I was able to get in with several banks at that point. I started just calling, getting in with more and more banks. I was in with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, um, several different asset management companies, and had several bank accounts I was working with, as well as other accounts. So when the market crashed, I was already had systems in place. I was already set up, so I was doing a ton of bank foreclosures. At that point, my husband joined me, and we had one buyer's agent. And um, just doing a ton of business on foreclosures and um, did that for several years and um, was pretty successful at it. Started seeing the foreclosures slow down and thought, okay, how do I transition my business and still, you know, stay with a high level of business? So I started seeing short sales come in. So I started learning everything I could about short sales. Um, really started, I already had some systems in place working with the bank, so it wasn't a hard transition. We just kind of transitioned our systems more to short sales. And at that point, we were doing about 100 deals at all times. You have to have 100 deals to close 10 short sales a month. So we were, And I was teaching CE classes at our border realtors on how to do short sales, just doing a high level of short sales pretty successfully at that point. And then mm-hmm. um, after I started seeing short sales slow down, started seeing that, I thought, well, how can I still transition my business again and do a high level of business and maintain? And so I joined my ferry. And that's where you became my coach. Yes. <laughs> years ago, right?
0: That was like what? That was like 12, 13 years ago, wasn't it?
1: A while, yes, at least. Yeah, like
0: 2009. We
1: were... Yeah, I think so, because you were one of my first coaches, and I did Mike Ferry for eight years, and um, Mm -hmm. transitioned my business, and did short sales, I mean, not short sales, I just came in and started cold calling, um, Mm -hmm. basically cold called expireds, and became pretty successful at that, I loved it, I absolutely loved Mm -hmm. it, I loved, I would call Expired all day long, before I would mm-hmm. call any of my past clients in Spear. And I liked it and um, enjoyed it and started doing that. And then, um, you know, our market was such a strong seller's market that we weren't seeing as many expires. So I had to figure out how to transition my business. And every year I'd say, I'm going to call my past clients in Spear. And every year I wouldn't. So um, I did Mike Ferry for eight years, and then I joined Brian Bassini. And now I've been doing Brian Bassini for about six years. I love it. We're doing Pop pie to our clients. We are love it. a huge Yeah, we threw a huge party, Cinco de Mayo shredding party. So we had Taco Bar <laughs> and Margarita <laughs> Bar and nice. had a shredding truck and invited, you know, a client had about sixty people come. It was a huge success at the office. So, you know, over the years just transitioned my business to find what I needed to do to do a high level of production consistently.
0: Yeah, I remember the, more, the day you had that, I had to, I, I left a little early to get out of your way because you it looked like you were taking over the parking lot and having people show up, and it looked like it was a blast. <laughs> it was. It was
1: fun. It was fun. Definitely, you know, I'm learning. Uh, I would say calling my own clients and throwing these parties wasn't in my comfort zone, but it's mm-hmm. becoming in my comfort zone. I love it cold calling expires wasn't in my comfort right. zone. And I learned that right. bank foreclosures, you know, but I'm really kind of finding now this transition has been very enjoyable because I feel like I'm really connecting personally with my clients. I feel like I've become a much more, just a nicer person personally because of that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing is, and I agree with all of that, that was a great, um, little rundown of how you did it. And the thing is, and the thing that I will, I want to point out, you know, as your coach early on and as the uh, company coach now is one of the things that I've really noticed about you and have been impressed a lot by is your ability to like, like to change just to reinvent yourself. You know, you went from the bank owns the short sales where you really, if you, if you, you and I both know if you'll take it and you know how to do it, which everybody didn't, uh, they'll list with you. Mm-hmm. And then, Transition into, now I have to have a presentation. I got to win these people over. I've got to, you know, call expires and, you know, and then, and then boom, when you realized I have a gigantic past customer and client base that I'm not really spending a lot of time with. And then you segued into that, you know, so that's just that, it's a huge evolution and with multiple changes and you really staying ahead and seeing market changes at the same time. So congratulations. That's all really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So what have you learned? Most, I mean, you know, the, one of the things is is that you definitely, and you and your husband too. I'd be, I, you know, by the way, I just, I love his haircut. You know that. And
1: uh, <laughs> you guys had the same one.
0: <laughs> we have the same do the hair don't as yes. opposed to the hair do. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and and you know, but you're always willing to get out there and make yourself uncomfortable and so forth. So what have you learned about yourself in that process?
1: You know, I think the key is. To have a strong why you know why are you out there especially Mm -hmm. right now with our market slowing and the transition you know um, I picture I consider the why like you know when we talk about oh with our clients you know finding out their motivation so the clients that have to sell will take the necessary steps they'll do the hard things because they have to sell they'll do what's necessary Mm -hmm to sell and it's the same thing with the agents when you have a strong why so if you know why you're doing it you'll do you know what's needed to survive and succeed in this market if you if you know why your motivation is then it's a little easier to get up in the morning and make those cool calls at 8 a.m or do what you're supposed to do so i think we have to really sit down and start with our why you know and mm-hmm. so that's been something important to me is knowing why i'm doing it and, you know, why I get up in the morning, the big picture of these little actions. And then, you know, and then you break that down. You break that down to a morning routine. So, you know, when I started in the business, I was really just naturally positive. I just had a really positive mindset, and it came natural. But as I got in the business longer and longer, I did lose some of that where it didn't come naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I just made, I made it part of my morning routine. Like every morning I get up, I have my daily planner and um, I don't use it to write my, my actual appointments. I have an online one for that, but I use it to write my gratitude. So every morning I get up, I get my daily planner and I write my gratitude for the day. and And then I have affirmations that I change every month and those affirmations are partly gratitudes, you know, thanking for some of the things that I have in my life right now. And they're partly thanking for things that I want to see happen. Like, you know, uh, thank you. My son's both my oldest and youngest. My oldest graduated from college this month and my youngest graduated from high school. Um, so I've been. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
1: That. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a lot of gratitudes this month on focusing on, you know, their successes And I also have some gratitudes focused on, you know, oh, my youngest finding, you know, his way well when he transitions into college. I say every morning some gratitudes for that happening in the future and just focus on a really strong morning routine. I say my affirmations and then I meditate for just even 10 minutes and kind of start my Mm -hmm. morning off with a really strong focus on gratitudes and a positive morning. And, you know, that I think helps. So if you have a good why and then, you you know, the, you know the big picture, here's my goals. And one of the things, you know, you say, everybody, if you ask anybody, do you have goals? Everybody's going to say yes. But, you know, do mm. you really, you know, that's, are they written? Are they specific? Mm. If if they're in your head, they're really not a goal, they're a wish, you know? Right. So, you know, to me, the difference between a wish and a goal is you've written them down and you know exactly what they are and a little more specific. And the difference between a goal and a plan is now you have timeframes, now you have action items, now you know what you're supposed to do every day. So you don't want to you don't want a wish and you don't want a goal. You want a plan. And so you really need to take that in to be a little more specific. Of here's my why and here's what I have to do every day to just be mm. consistent on the big picture of, you know, the little things I do daily to make that happen.
0: Right. That's a great exercise right there, too. You know, taking it through, understanding your why. And, you know, early on in my career, my why was why not? Why wouldn't I maximize my potential in this business? Because it's available if you're just willing to put the time in, right? I don't don't think that whole progression you went through of talking to expireds and building a a huge database and Remember the days when you had to go from just taking orders to having a presentation? All of those changes were uncomfortable, Leslie, weren't they?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think if you I sit mean, down and you put all, put all this in writing like you just said, okay, because, right. you know, a lot of people have too much wiggle room in what they do, right? For sure, <laughs> yes.
1: I think. Go ahead, I cut you off. Of... you were going to No, I just said I think a lot of agents just don't have a plan. So they get up in the morning and they go, okay, well, you know, I'm slow. I need to do something, so what am I going to do? So then maybe they'll call some clients or something. But that's not how you want to go about your day. You don't want to be like, okay, I need some business, so I'm going to make some calls today. You want it to be a consistent plan. Like, okay, I get up every day, I write my gratitudes, I, you know, do my meditation, and then I make five calls today. That's a plan. That's not, oh, I don't have anything going on. What do I need to do to drum up some business?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love it. You know, and uh, before I get into it, I'm going to ask you the question about your three biggest pieces of advice to give them to maximize their career. But, you know, you're, you've are you always been one step ahead in the market. What do you see happening right now?
1: You know, I am, again, looking to transition my business. I'm really Moving, you know, deep into my past clients and spare, working on that, working on, you know, making sure I'm really communicating with them and putting more systems to place on that. And then I'm also transitioning more into social media. I am, you know, doing some of that and really working on um, creating a brand. And, you know, I really am working on some transitioning into that right now as well.
0: Cool. Like videos and stuff?
1: like videos and stuff. Yes. Yes.
0: Whoa. All right. That's awesome. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's great. Good stuff. All right. So give me your top three. Okay. So somebody who really wants to maximize this career called real estate, what are the three most, and, and you can repeat yourself. if You've already said a couple of them. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the yeah. uh, three most important things you tell them to focus on?
1: Like I said, start with your why, really figure out what it is. You know, what is your why? And it, you know, my why involves my family. It involves, you know, right. providing financial stability for them. and involves those kind of things. And then, come up, you know, I know exactly how many deals I want to do a month. And, and so, you know, I focus on that. And every month it starts over. I'm, I had a pretty strong May. I have a pretty decent June. Um, but at the end of the month, you know, we wipe the calendar fresh and everything starts at zero. So, but most agents, what they do is they get busy. And then they focus on that and then they slow down Mm -hmm. and then they go, Oh my gosh, I need more business. So they start their calls. They do what they need to do. And then, you know, they get busy. So they stop focusing on what they're supposed to do. And so that's why we have the highs and lows in real estate. So, but if you set goals for yourself and you focus on accomplishing those, it doesn't matter what last month was. You start every month at zero and so I know every month I I have a really positive mindset and I focus on that. And sometimes it's interesting where you know um, I know oh I got to get a deal today I got to get a deal I need one more closing this month one more closing you know so um, I I'll make my calls and not, it, you know it had nothing to do with the activity I actually did that day but suddenly someone else calls me and goes okay you need to go. You know, we're looking to sell our home. Can you come by? So it's not necessarily, I mean, it is actions. action. It really is. But yes. a strong mindset, just taking action in general, can bring things to you. You know, I've learned that over the years. A lot of the things yeah. that I have happened have nothing to do with the five calls I made that day. But I'm in the right mindset, doing the right
0: actions, and it comes to me. I call that prospecting karma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It just you know, because I, you're 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 in the right direction telling the universe I want more business, taking those actions and sometimes it comes from out in the left field and you're like, Where did that come from? But it shows up. It's weird, right?
1: It really is. It really is. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And so I know I'll give you specifics. I know my goal right now is six deals a month. That's for me personally. So my goal is uh you know, I want to do 72 deals this this year, which is lower than what I usually have, but we are in a conservative year. So I've kind of said six deals a month. And then that's just for me. You know, my buyer's agents, they, they'll do another 60, so around 132 deals hopefully this year. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me it's like, okay, where's my six deals? Okay, so right now I know I have four in escrow, you know, I've got to get two more, two more. So you just really focus on that and then you'll be more motivated. That's, you know, I know why I'm doing it and I know what I have to do, so I need at least two more deals to get my monthly goal of where I need to be to make my annual goal. So, you know, every year I sit down and I write down I write down um an annual like I write down five things that I want. I, here's the spiritual goals for the year. Here's my family goals for the year. Here's my physical goals for the year, my personal and financial. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: three, four, five. Yes. I do the same days. thing. It's and funny you
0: said those five. Those are my five too. Yep.
1: Those are my five. I write down those five. And then every month I break it down on, okay, this month, what specifically can I work on with regard to my annual goals on each of those items? So, you know, on my daily planner, I have like a spot before every month, and I write down, okay, here are the things that I'm going to do specifically on each of these this month, you know, to take a little, so you're not writing your goals at the beginning of the year, and then, oh, I didn't make them at the end of the year, you know, you pull them out again at the end of the year. No, every month I look at them again, and then every week I even kind of break it down a little further, like, okay, you know, I know what I have to do monthly, so what am I specifically doing this week on those? so you're really breaking it down from annual to monthly to weekly here's the things i 'm focused on you know personally, professionally, and you know spiritually everything
0: Good, I love it and part of that is that uh, you know you, like you mentioned you you write down your goals you tell you know you have your affirmations in the morning right, and then you do a quick i, I don't a, a quick um, you know, uh, meditation. I don't think people realize how important that is.
1: I agree, and you know what? Um, you know, even my husband will meditate with me now. We He kind of has joined me on the, mem- on the morning routine, and we just do a 10-minute one. You know, there's some that I love that are 20 minutes, um, but sometimes 20 minutes a day is a lot, you know? But 10 mm. minutes, man, you can sit for 10 minutes. We watch them on our TV, on YouTube, And just Google on YouTube, you know, search for meditations, there's 10-minute ones um, that we kind of have saved under our favorites, and we just go to the next one every day. And it can make such a difference, just that 10 minutes even, of taking Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to to reflect. And that just starts your morning out so differently than, you know, I, I leave that meditation many times just so I'm like, wow, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I know.
0: I I know they even have um uh like every every now and then, especially when i when I'm on the road, they have a live one that just it's twenty four hours, it never stops. So you just play it. I play it at night, going to sleep, yeah. meditate, falling asleep. Boom. YouTube is amazing what it has on YouTube.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean I've downloaded apps, I have all those as well, but the, the easy ones are just on the T V. We sit down, you know, do our gratitudes together, my husband and I, and then we do our affirmations together, and then we sit down, you know, and do our 10-minute meditation right on YouTube. And it's just part of the routine.
0: Great. Yeah, I used to, when I first started, because I had a really hard time with it at first, visualizing it, I listened to guided meditations, you know, by a woman named yep. um, something Howell. It was her first name? I can't remember, but Howell is her last name. But um, um, they were, they're incredible. Her voice is incredible. Yep. The, the stereophonic is incredible. And uh, Kelly Howell. Kelly. Yeah, those Kelly. are really huh. good. If you want, if you, if you want yeah. to, like somebody who's not used to meditating, it was, it's what yeah. got me in the groove because she painted the picture, like there's meditations for prosperity, for health, yep. and uh, she just tells you what to visualize and it's really easy just to follow her voice.
1: That's what we do. That's exactly. We I can't just sit there for 10 minutes with no sound for sure. I need the guided meditation.
0: <laughs> myself. All right, good. <laughs> so you do guided ones. That's great. I love those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes a big difference. So, you know, figure out your why, have a strong why, have your morning routine, mm-hmm. and then have clear goals that are, you know, start with your annual break them down monthly, break them down weekly, and even break them down daily. Like, okay, I know this is what I have to do today. And I, even, I do time blocking, you know, here's, here's what I do, my prospecting, and I put that in every day, you know, as part of my time block calendar. I, here's what I'm going to do. It's transitioned over the years from, you know, calling 50 expired listings to five past clients there. And there's, you know, we all hesitate. Oh, I, you know, don't want to make the call. But five past night and spare day, man, we can all do that.
0: Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, so you see the market is getting a little bit more conservative. And uh, probably if you've ever decided it's time to be a listing agent, it's now, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, it Right now, so I watch four stats all the time you know and yeah we too. have low inventory yeah we have low inventory again and so you know i i study the market all the time i study what's going on we're about 35 percent down on closings from where we were at this time last year um so it's like right. so why do we have low inventory we have we do have decreased demand we, we're selling less homes but the reality is we have you know, less supply, less homeowners are willing right. to put their home on the market. How are they going to buy? You know, they're in a 2.7% interest rate. Where are they going right. to be able to afford to buy something? So we're seeing less homes come on the market. So you do have to, um you do have to be skilled. You know, we've been in a strong seller's market where pretty much any agent can take a listing and the home have sold themselves. It's been great. The homes have sold themselves, you know, we didn't need a lot of skills at that point, um, to do so. So, you know, I've been in the business when we had a very big buyer's market, you know, where we had inventory, Mm -hmm. a year supply of inventory, most agents, if you've been in the market less than 10 years, actually really even less than 13 years, because I would say our market bottomed out right around 2010. Um, you know, yeah. if you've been in the market less than thirteen years, you really don't know what a buyer's market is. You really don't. Right. you've been in a seller's right. market for about thirteen years. Um, mm-hmm. so, and I don't see that huge changing. We still only have a two point five month supply of inventory, which is a seller's market. Really, anything six months or less is a seller's market. but it, at right. this point, you know, skills and systems will carry you through those. So, Now's yes. the time to be learning. Now's the time to be creating systems. I have very, very strong systems. We communicate with our yes, sellers three times a week. You're going to hear from my assistant on Tuesday. Here's the feedback on all the showings over the weekend. Here's what we're doing to sell your home this week. And here's um, you know, the marketing we've got going on. Then you're going to get a recap email from us on Wednesday. Here's the feedback. Here's the showings. Here's what we did to sell your home last week. Here's what we have planned this week. Then you're going to hear from me on Thursdays with my recommendations on the showings and feedback. So we're constantly communicating. We have systems on here's what we do the first week. Here's what we do the second week. Here's what we do the third week. Here's what we do the fourth week. We're not reinventing the wheel. With every listing, you're going to know we're very proactive on communication. We have systems in place. So, when and if we're in a buyer's market, we'll transition easily. And, you know, but some right. other systems that agents should be putting together now that will, you know, if you're in a strong seller's market and you don't need them, great. <clears throat> but you have them and they'll still make you more successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm convinced because I've been doing this for 39 years. I, I think I'm convinced for the first time, I'm going to knock on wood when I say this, that we may not see a buyer's market for a while because because of the lack of inventory. You know, remember, we have this is the lowest inventory we've had and we still have so many people that could buy. If the interest rates come down a little bit, it's going to shake up the market. But ever since you just said, about 2008, 2010, we've only built – across the country, about 25% as many homes as any other time in the, in the history of real estate. So our inventory, uh, you know, it's going to take a while, all right? So I think we're going to yeah. be in this market where, where it's going to be like at least middle, but maybe leaning towards the seller uh, most of the time simply because of supply and demand.
1: I think so too. I do, and I think you know next year's an election year. I would assume they would want to go right. into that with somewhat of a strong economy. So I really do think we're actually going to stay in a seller's market. Um, mm-hmm. So absolutely, but I again, I still think that you know that sellers are going to expect more since there's less homes yes. on the market. They're going to expect yes. their agent. You know, where over the last couple of years when the home sold so quickly, value, part of value was determined by less fees, you know, a lower commission. Right. Because the home sold quickly regardless. And so I'm seeing that less and less where commission isn't as much of an issue, it's skills, experience, a plan in, and, and that I think will continue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's and where I'm only gonna Yes, absolutely. Sorry. I'm just going to add, you know, for all of you guys out there who've been in the business for 10 years or less, you know, the, um, the April of 2020 to December of 2021 was not reality. <laughs> right? That's the best, <laughs> not at all. best 20 months in the history of real estate. So uh, I agree with you. You need a present. And, and, and look at, okay, I know I'm a company guy, but we have great company tools. We have great company presentations. We have an incredible brand. If you use it, and I know you do, Leslie, because you've been here since the, you know, since the company was, geez, uh, um, Prudential, right? You weren't here since yep. Better Homes and Gardens, were you? Prudential. Yeah, I right? was. Uh huh. yeah Wow. See, that's so you've yeah. been around. See, so you've been, you know, but this brand is, you know, this brand is the best, Berkshire Hathaway. So, Uncle yeah. Warren has done was, a good job. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was actually with Prudential Southwest who merged with better homes and gardens. So I've always been with credential, but then they merged. Right.
0: There you go. All right, Leslie Carver. Well we're at time. I just wanted to say, you know what? You're I love the fact that you're like, you know, you give back at MLS. You're always willing to help out. I'm sure people got some nuggets today. Like I said, I'm gonna plast this everywhere. I've already got my Saturday email written out while you were talking about your three points. And I really appreciate you taking your time out this morning, Leslie. So thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Nice to
0: talk to you as always, Rick. Thanks, Leslie. All right, guys. We'll do this again in a week. Have a great day. Bye, Leslie.